Hi, Selena. Thanks for joining us. I would like to begin by asking you, what is your view on the outlook on inflation? And what do you think higher interest rates would mean for emerging markets in general? Hi, Bashir. Thank you for the question. We expect inflation to peak over the next six months, both in emerging markets and developed markets. In some countries, however, like Brazil or Russia or Mexico, we feel the inflation has already peaked. The key change this time around has been an orthodox preemptive response by emerging market policymakers, um, where in many countries, again, like Russia and Brazil, we've already seen two to 300 basis points hikes. And in many other, most of the hikes are likely to come through over the next six months. This is well ahead of the Fed hikes. What does it mean for local fixed income markets? For local markets, it means firstly, more support for EMFX as it becomes expensive to short the currency. For rates, given that we've already seen 100 basis points widening on the index level, we do feel that most, if not all, of the risk is already priced in. However, we have to be mindful of the fact that the volatility in US rates remains elevated, and therefore we could see more dislocation in the local market. We would view this dislocation as a buying opportunity. So far, we've seen the pace of global recovery has varied significantly between different regions. As economies begin to open up, which regions or sectors do you think look particularly attractive? Firstly, the pace of the reopening is not necessarily correlated to the pace of economic recovery or, for that matter, anticipation of positive price performance. From a performance standpoint, we see most attractive to apply a barbell approach when it comes to credit quality. On one hand, we overweight Middle East, given the positive bias from the commodity prices and in particular certain countries that have seen improvements on the ESG matrix, namely Oman. On the other hand, we overweight countries that have already gone through a restructuring like Argentina or some of the Argentine corporates or even countries like Ecuador. Within Latin America, we like to be underweight in hard currency credits that experiencing more political risks such as Chile, Peru, and to some degree Colombia, but overweight Mexico. As for sectors, we like improving stories in infrastructure, telecoms, utilities, and particularly in the renewable sector, um, and of course, commodities where we are seeing improvement on the DHG front. Last but not least, we see a dislocation in the Chinese real estate sector as a buying opportunity. Thanks, Polina. Can you also give us your thoughts on the Chinese credit markets, given the increase in regulatory action we've seen from Chinese authorities? Chinese government is implementing their version of improving ESG risks, in particular with a focus on S, social risk. The focus has been on protecting the men on the street. And that means reducing or mitigating the rise in the costs of the real estate uh, prices, education, and ensuring a fair pay structure. As a result, a number of measures were introduced in the education sector, internet sector and real estate sector to support this. Although these policies um, have um, the right intention, the way the policies were implemented has caused more volatility in the market. 
we believe that while in the short term, the volatility is likely to persist, this volatility creates a buying opportunity as it is supported by a very healthy underlying fundamental demand, in particular in the real estate sector, and government unwillingness to cause more stress on a sector-wide basis. We have also recently witnessed mass protests in Colombia and surprise election results in Peru and in Mexico. How do you see the evolving political landscape in certain parts of Latin America? Overall, the risk in the region is a move to the left, which creates more volatility. However, those countries differ greatly when it comes to the potential downside risk on the back of that volatility. In Peru, we feel that the new president is very much an unknown quantity, and therefore um, we have the risk of further potential radical policies um, in this country. Yet a mitigating um, factor is um, the support and the strength of the institutions. In Colombia, we feel that the potential move to the left is with a candidate which is more known to the market and I would say is more moderate. However, Colombia does not have a lot of fiscal space to um, afford uh, more socialist measures or populist measures. And last but not least, we feel that the recent legislative elections in Mexico were not a big event for the market because at the end of the day, the president still very much enjoys public support and his policies so far have been very much focused on cautious stance when it comes to budget spending, which is a positive move by investors. And finally, after the president dismissed the prime minister in Tunisia, the market chatter about a possible restructuring has picked up. How do you see this evolving situation in the case of Tunisia? The key in Tunisia is to avoid policy vacuum. Unlike other countries with high level of debt, Tunisia has three factors that truly differentiates them from other high yielding, higher debt countries. Firstly, very low level of GFN's gross financing needs, given that most of the debt is from multilaterals. Secondly, it's one of the only democracies in the region which creates a broader support base for the country. Thirdly, financially strong support and backing that comes from the IMF and other European countries, France in particular. The key risk in Tunisia is the lack of experience of the current president in dealing with the situation. And we are very hopeful that the new PM appointment is an action which we're likely to see in the coming weeks or months, um, not um, months or years. Um, we feel at the current levels and yields, you're well paid for the risk. And we um, expect uh, the Tunisian policy vacuum to be resolved sooner rather than later. Thanks for your time, Polina.